For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are back for another great show. As always, we're going to have some fun. Uh, everybody's on board today. <clears throat> As always, we got Ken, like I said, from the ATL. All we got right. Coach B, who I'm was, uh, He's was missing for a minute, but he was out there coaching. He has a huge game coming up tomorrow against uh, his uh, high school rival team. So uh, I know you got to uh, be on here for a little while, Coach, so you got to get ready for that. So that's all good. Yeah, man. What else been up, fellas? Well, for me, it's just football, football, and more football. You know, just kids in camp for the last three weeks, three and a half weeks. We had a couple of scrimmages. We looked halfway decent in the scrimmages. You know, still new system, new mindset for these kids. You know, after going 0-10 last year um, at Mount Vernon, and um, uh, the mindset is just like crazy. I mean, we got people within the building already talking about we're not going to win a game this year. And it all starts within the, with, the, with the teachers and within the school. If they That's hate crazy. on you, then what? Else, what is everybody else doing? Look, we had a guy. We had a guy on our team like that. We fired his butt. Uh, Stat. He was going around the uh, campus talking about we're not going to do anything. These guys y'all bought in, and he was. Um, I had him as a linebacker coach. I said, "Dude, you got to go. You are done." This was a guy that was supposed to be the DC at one time, wasn't it? Yeah, this is a guy. Uh, yeah, I want to say his name. He don't need that type of pub. But oh, well, you better Alabama, not let me find him. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see him. Can't wait. Ooh, I can't oh, wait. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's, that's, a problem. But that's just that's crazy. A problem. But like, yeah, you, yeah, like you can understand what we're saying, Ken. It's just that, you know, within you know, you're in the business sector, so you know when you have haters amongst you, mm-hmm. they kind of bring down everything else around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it demoralizes you. I yeah. mean, you know, you got these guys, these boys out here pumped up, ready to go. I mean, these, you know, there's still some kids out there, you know, so they right. take you know heart to that. So you know, you got to run your coach talking about, oh, they ain't gonna win a game like that. They gonna really start feeling it, and then it's gonna turn out to be end up playing that way, and that's gonna really right. hurt everybody else. So that's right. Yeah, really have good motivation. Job. Get rid of his butt. Right. You know, it's just again, it's just you know, these kids, like you said, kid out there, they're out there working hard. You know, they already got, you know, negative factors within their communities, you know, within their families against them. And they don't need outside people who are supposed to be pillars of the community, members of the organization or the school, hating on them and doubting what their abilities are. That's just not fun for them. I mean, normally you, you, you get what you, receive, what you get, what you receive. You don't have a good season because the kids doubt themselves. You know, then we, we and me and Kwame experienced that last year with the other regime that was at Mesa. Um, oh, my goodness. That was, it was incredible, man. But you know what? Downhill. I try to see. I try to change the mindset for these guys this year, and we got our first game coming up this week at a home game in Mesa. Um, but you know, I try to change the mindset. Some of these guys are buying into it, but some of these guys not. And what the crazy part about this is, I don't understand. These guys are paying for school. They're not on scholarship. They come in here, and it's almost like they want to waste their time. I would take advantage of my of my uh, education, like going to uh, Mesa, and I'm paying for school, as well as when I get on the football field, I will go hard. There's a chance where you can get a scholarship at Division One if you come out there and do the right things. And and as the coaching staff we have this year, uh, Rich, you alluded to the one 
we had last year. This year, coaching staff, they're willing to help guys get in school. We are not trying to keep you in school to build a program. We're trying to get you in school where you can go to school for free. And right. and it changed the mindset of these guys. And some of them, I just I can't figure out for the life of me. Well, you know, also I understand, too, is the fact of, you know, is these kids, they, are, they pay for school. But, you know, last year we had some, you know, we had a few good players. We had some mediocre players get scholarships. That should be worth enough to get scholarships to Division two schools from last yeah. year's team. I mean, well, that, you know, you know I'm not knocking those kids, but because of the system we ran and the things that we were doing, to me they were mediocre football players in the positions that they played in. Right. Uh, and and not because they're not because of the coaching, it was because of their mentality. So do you think mediocre players? Do you think you think the uh, scheme and coaches can change that up and put them in position? But you still, as a coach, you still have to instill some type of um, just something in these kids where you have to get them to play. You have to make them want to play. You have to make it fun for them. Winning is winning, but you can learn a lot from a loss. You shouldn't lose eight games, but you can learn a lot from a loss. But you have to put something in these players, give them some fun uh, defenses and coverages to play, offensive uh, routes to run, stuff like that. Not just and make that, it though. fun. And make, Not, give them a chance where they feel right. like they can succeed. Not just that, though, Kwame. You've got to understand, when we played the game, you know, we went out there because it was fun to play the game. And if you didn't play football during the fall, you were whack, period, bottom line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was something that it was, it was in our blood when we were three, four, five, six, seven. Fall time was football season. Bottom line, and if you didn't play football and give it a hundred percent, we're out there. I'm, you know, we were. I got guys now in Mount Vernon. I mean, this is to me, it's just baffling because I had to explain to these kids. I graduated from this high school. The reason I'm in this high school right now is because I can give back to the high school to help instill some of the values and the discipline that I have within myself. And you know, you guys take uh, having mothers call me, or call the coaches, talking about my son has a headache, he can't come to practice. I tell mothers, excuse me, don't pick up your phone and dial my number anymore. If you're not teaching your son to be a man enough to call me himself, I don't want to talk to him nor you. Mm-hmm. I have to cuss you out. I see it already. <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't have to, but I'm, I'm keeping it real. And you understand, and you will not have KJ or the Twins call their coach. You won't, you won't call their coach. You have them call their coach and say, yeah. I can't come to practice. I have this, this, and that, and that. You're not yeah, having you. One, I, would, I would have them at practice, though. A headache or not. I mean, sometimes you can go to practice. Uh, and you know, unless these suffer, you know, migraines. There's a headache and there's migraines. But yeah, I, no, I, I hear what you're saying. But nothing stops you from coming to practice and still learning because you can't participate. You still can do 50 percent of what you need to do to be successful, and that still sit there and learn. Yeah, but coaching got to be first and foremost one of the uh, one of the third parts of that. Uh, I mean, the, the coaches can't be coming there degrading. You know, you can only thing you do is just instilling them what you what you've learned, what you what you can teach them how to get it to the next level. Mm-hmm. The other two thirds is really going to come from family support, and personally, the other third is going to come from them. They got to be one to be there and be able to, have to learn and be able to be one to be there to be there to play and be able to ready to take it to the next level. Let yeah, me ask you guys. Big word there, Ken. It's desire. Mm-hmm. Desire. Yep. But that's what it is. Passion. You gotta have a passion for it. You gotta have a desire for it. Mm-hmm. If you got that, you got a purpose to do it, and you go out yeah. there and you get it done. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you don't want to be there. Go. Yeah, you can't play football and just say I want to play football and think you can go out there and be good. That's, only a handful of guys can even do that. You know, I remember mm-hmm. this parent said something the other day to one of our to athletic trainers, and that's our athletic trainers. And the high school system right now is totally different than when it was when we were there, Quam, in high school. Right. You know, they don't they don't tape ankles unless doctor tells them to. 
They don't have, our high school doesn't have a STEM unit or ultrasound unit, you know, none of that stuff, you know. And, and um, this parent said, you know, these coaches are pushing our kids, um, pushing them. I said, well, and to be, you know, to give, give 100%. Well, if you don't give 100% in anything you do, you're not going to be successful. And if you don't give 100% in football, there's a 90% chance you're going to get hurt. Yeah. But I think every program, whether it be high school, high school, I mean, football is one of the most violent sports in the game played around the world. I think you should have an ultrasound. You should have electric stem. You should have all those things to help a kid or whomever, whomever's playing get better. It, it, again, it's a violent game. Why not have those things installed for, install for them so when they play or when they get hurt, which they will get hurt, that they get a, a great opportunity to come back and get healthier. Right. Those things help. They should they be help. in any high school locker room, any high school uh, medical room, any college, as they are in college, and definitely in the pros. If the pros got it, why the high school guys can't have it? There's a they reason don't. for why they have it. That's crazy. All right, man, let's, uh, let's move on. I'm going to ask you guys about this. Have you seen, have you guys said, saw this? I was waiting for um, a, probably a minute with Ken or a uh, – in the coach's corner, but I don't know what you guys are going to talk about. Claret, Maurice Claret. Have you guys seen this? Oh, no, yeah. I haven't, been, oh, I haven't checked out ESPN all the Omaha team, the Nighthawks? I didn't, yeah, I didn't see it on ESPN, but I was reading about it. And, uh, you know, he's uh, obviously we know the trouble he's gotten into. It. He's 26 years old, and he's trying to make a bid to get back into the league mm-hmm. uh, with all those chances um, he had. Mm-hmm. Um Spent three and a half years in prison, man, for uh, for guns and holding up people outside of Columbus. So, uh, what you got? You think this guy's chances? Are? You think he's rededicated his mindset? Um, I'm sure he was able physically to get his body back in shape, but there's nothing like getting in football shape uh, unless you're playing football. And he's coming back with the uh, what was it? The Nighthawks? Yeah, yeah, the Omaha Nighthawks. Omaha Nighthawks. And obviously, he had to get a judge. Uh, um, what was it? he had to get a judge to uh, about clear him to leave the state, permission right. to leave Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you think about you? You think this guy got a chance coming back? I mean, it's, anything is possible, but but after all that drama, you think his past is behind him? Well, I, I, I personally think everybody deserves a second chance. You know, Dante Stallworth. You know, uh, and people. Some people say Ray Lewis. Some people say you know you can go uh, uh, some of these other guys who get in trouble. Um, Adam Jones. Um, you know. It's like if you can go in there and, and, and not only be a good citizen on the field, but be a good citizen off the field and you learn from your mistakes, why not give it, him a second chance? If he goes in Omaha and does what he's supposed to do, not only in – now, Omaha, Nebraska, I've spent some time in, in Nebraska, Sioux City area, in that Iowa area. They're very accepting and forgiving people. You know, they'll accept you and bring you in like a family member in that area. Um, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, not only in the community but on the field. Um and I think if he goes in there and can beat a Maurice Claret that he was the first six games at Ohio State, his freshman, his freshman year, year, then I think he'll be a, it'll he'll, he'll be very successful for him. Well, yeah, that was that yeah. was college too. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he's already had his second chance already. This is actually really his third chance. Okay, uh, you got to remember before he even uh, got to Denver, he already had his second chance already. Uh, he had a, a domestic violence uh, a charge against him. Uh, this is this was his third chance when he went to prison this time over the uh, the robbery uh, and then the theft. So yeah. he, three strikes are out already. But 
is the guy physically able to play this game? We're not going to be able to tell until he gets back on the field. But when I look at this roster, the, the Omaha uh, Nighthawks, I'm thinking, you know, you remember that movie, The Replacements? This is the sequel to that. <laughs> I mean, you got Omaha Green on the team, washed up Jeff Green. Hey, all you need now is Jamarcus Russell, who they've been talking about signing left, and then you have part two to The Replacements. That's all You need uh, the running back from Nebraska. What was that guy, that hard-headed guy? You need Lawrence Phillips. Yeah, Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips are there. All I need is Lauren, uh, Thunder Collins on top of that. <laughs> well, that's, all, that's what the UFL is all about, guys. It's all about. Well, well, look, well look, fellas, look. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and finish it off. But I agree. I agree with Ken. That's not only his second chance or his third chance. I used to go to Ohio State every year to do a leukemia society event. It's actually his fourth chance. He broke in some of his teammates' cars, yep. took the uh, stereo and uh, and whatever they had in there. Mm-hmm. So he was, I wouldn't say he was destined to do some trouble, but he just, somebody, the right people didn't get a hold of him. Everybody cared about his football and athletic ability. They didn't care about him as a person, obviously, because he continued to get in trouble. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in two minutes. This is Kwame Lassie Sports Sometime Rich. We're Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Back to the Kwame Lassie Sports sometime. Rich Camp from the ATL Show. We are back. We were talking about Maurice Claret. Has his troubles been behind him? Um, Rich said everybody deserves a second chance. I personally think everybody has to earn a second chance. No one deserves it. Um, if that's the case, we have a whole different world we live in. Uh, Ken, I agree with Ken as far as uh, that was not his second chance. That was actually his third. And I think it was his fourth chance from the stuff I heard about and knew about when I used to go to uh, – the Ohio State and do a leukemia society every year up there. This guy's, uh, you know, this guy's just, uh, a lot of the older guys still know him, still hang around him. It's a tight unit up there at the Ohio State. Them guys get it in, they put it in, get it done. And while we're talking about Ohio State, let's talk about Terrell Pryor, man. Why haven't, why are they not making this guy, if they can do this with, uh, uh, what's the guy for the, uh, the, the Denver Broncos quarterback? Yeah, Tebow. If they can make Tim Tebow a Heisman candidate with those mechanics, uh, now he did win at the University of Florida. He did win. He was one of the best college players that ever played the game. I can, I agree with that. But then uh, the mechanics to play pro football, he didn't have them, and they think he still have them now. Uh, so they make him a first round. I, I guess it's who you know um, in the league. Uh, obviously, I know it's who you know in the league. It's not all the time what you know. But Terrell Pryor. Uh, they they talking about this guy as a uh, housing candidate, but they have him so far down, like he can't get it done. <clears throat> and somebody needs to step up and make this guy. He throw very, but he throw better than Tim Tebow right now today. He's still in college. He, he, he can't Tim make all the throws. I don't know a lot of uh, college coaches that can make all about that. Yeah, he threw better than Tim Tebow as a freshman. I mean, I, I just don't really blame – you can't blame Terrell Pryor. The, the guy is totally gifted as an athlete, definitely gifted enough to win the Heisman Trophy, definitely gifted enough to be uh, a top-tier uh, quarterback in the NFL, a first-rounder, a legitimate top-ten pick in the NFL draft next year after his senior year. But, I mean, really, if you look at this offensive team – they really don't really surround him with any weapons to really, you know, make him shine like a Tim Tebow did. Tim Tebow had all kind of weapons to throw to. Percy Harvin, uh, 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 the other the receiver they drafted. Uh, uh, I'll this tell you year. what they did. I'll tell you what they probably counting on mm-hmm. because and a lot of times they didn't make uh, mention that he's a Heisman candidate because they want their quarterbacks to throw. But you don't have to do. You have to win football games. Uh, Terrell Pryor can run the ball as just as well as, as well as he can throw the ball. And if he's winning football games for his teams, I don't think that should be a problem or be a hinder to him not being a passing quarterback. If you look at the uh, Vince Young in Tennessee, Vince was able to run the ball and he was able to throw. I, when I look at the two, they kind of remind me of one another. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's a first-round guy. Uh, he's playing in the league. He's, he's doing well in the league. Uh-huh. I think Terrell Pryor put it in the right situation, uh, put it in the right coaching staff mm-hmm. that will take care of him, will give him mm-hmm. time to grow. A lot of times the first-round quarterback don't have to come in and play. They just want to because they don't want their press that you draft him in the first round and he's not ready to play. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of uh, college uh, prospects that get drafted are not ready to play. If you can, like Pittsburgh do a, does a great job 
job was getting the fourth rounders in, putting them on special teams so they learn the defense. And when they learn that defense, they play at a high level. Yeah. So you got to give them a chance. They just want to – it's all money and how much money they invest in these guys mm-hmm. that they – the urgency to get them on the field. Mm-hmm. You, look at the difference between a Tebow and a Terrell Pryor, uh, Kwame. Uh, Tim Tebow made his living scoring touchdowns, but his touchdown scores were only, what, less than five Two yards? yards. Mm-hmm. You know, so he really didn't have a big, you know, rushing yards per game average like a Terrell Pryor does. Terrell Pryor, even though he don't score as many touchdowns running the ball as Tim Tebow did, but this man would go out there and run for anywhere up to a, uh, up to an over 100 yards a game. If you look at the overall rushing numbers, he's averaging more rushing yards per game than Tim Tebow did, but he's just not getting in the end zone because he's not doing those little within – Two or three yards. I'm going to run the ball every every down uh, like Tim right. Tebow did. But right, he but does have all the skill sets to be a top tier quarterback, better than a Tebow at the next level. But what you just said there is all about scoring touchdowns. I don't care what this is football. This isn't RBIs. This isn't how many your on base percentage in baseball. This isn't your free throw percentage in basketball. Uh, this isn't shots on goal. This is you score touchdowns. Touchdowns win games. That's what made Tebow Tim Tebow. He was put in position to win games. Terrell Pryor is a kind of kid that can win games for you. Okay, he needs a supporting cast around him to be able to catch the ball. I think that this year, because there really isn't a Tim Tebow in the national in, in NCAA, Jake there Rocket. isn't um, no one who's like really prominent, a prominent quarterback. So this year, it is all about Tim Tebow. I mean, all about Terrell Pryor. It's Terrell Pryor's year to win the Heisman. If he doesn't win it. Then I don't really see anybody, any other quarterback out there that's going to take that that can do it. I think it's going to be well, Jake Lockett. You don't think um, Mark Ingram has a chance to win it back to back? Or they, no, they rank number one, so you're going to no. get all the press. You so let me Jake get back Lockett, on Terrell. I, heard that. I want to, I want to stay on Terrell for uh, a few minutes. Um, he doesn't. Uh, Tebow, he was to put in position to win to score touchdowns, but again, he was scoring those like Ken said from five yards in. Now, who was the quarterback who was driving him up the field? And, and Tim Tebow, that's when he became uh, a household name because of that. Year, that was he was in the shotgun. But there was a quarterback before him. Chris uh, Leak. That, Chris Leak out of Charlotte. That's, that's the guy right there. Mm-hmm. But that was, he but was Chris driving Leak him up and down the field, and they would bring him in the five-yard line. Chris Leach was bringing him in, driving him down the field, putting him in a position. Tebow would come in, do a quarterback draw. Everybody knew he was going to do a quarterback draw. So, yeah, of course he's going to get that type of national exposure the next year when he has the job alone. But you just said that everybody Chris knew what was coming. way better than him. When Tim, Te- when Tim Tebow got behind the center, everybody knew what was coming, and they still couldn't stop it. Okay? Chris Leak, Chris Leak was he a great quarterback in high him. school. Chris Leak was a semi-good um, quarterback at the first part of college when he was playing under Ron Zook. When um, Urban Meyer came in is when, Chris Te- when Tim Tebow came in, and I'm telling you right now, that's when – Scoring touchdowns inside the five-yard line, that's what it's all about, red zone. If you can score within the red zone, you're going to be a very successful team. It's not well, about that, what you do in the other yards, it's about what you do in the red zone. Why didn't Urban Meyer politic and pub uh, Chris Leach up like he did Tim Tebow? He made Tim Tebow like he was Joe Montana. That why was his that that sophomore, junior, senior year. His freshman year, Chris Leach helped win the national championship for Urban Meyer. Right, so pub him up. I, don't, I mean, just win a championship, that's the same thing when, you, uh, when you're running for the Heisman. Your school has to pub you up for that. You just don't – everybody around the country doesn't say, oh, that's the Heisman guy. Money is involved with no that. Your school pays for that publicity. 
your school pays for that publicity to be a Heisman. So if your, if your school's going to do it, then your coach might as well pub you up. And he didn't do the same thing for uh, Chris Leach that he did for Tim Tebow. Chris Leach had no desire to go. Uh, go. He retired in college. He knew it. Yeah, he, he wasn't going to the next level. He didn't even go try out for a team. Wait. Thank you. Yeah, he was no confidence in college. <laughs> yeah, it, it's easy for him to make that decision when nobody was back at the university that he won championships for. He was good. He won a championship, national championship, won a state, two state championships, and won a national championship. He figured he wouldn't ever play um, quarterback in the National Football League. So, because he's 5'9", 5'10", barely. Yeah, I'm listed at 6'1", but six foot. Chris Lee was 5'9", 5'10". Wasn't a quarterback to ever play in the National Football League, so it's all good. He was happy. Drew you Brees, 5'11". He won a Super Bowl. Who? Drew Brees, 5'11". That's Drew Brees. He went to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees was a perennial... Um, First team all Big Ten when he was at Purdue. Every yeah, he was year. in a run and shoot. Drew Brees was in a run and shoot. If you're a quarterback, you can put a four eleven quarterback in a run and shoot offense and make plays. Yeah, I mean, when Drew Brees throws the ball in the New Orleans Saints offense, he throws the ball seven to eight yards from the line of scrimmage. Doug he can see everything downfield. Man, you watch the offensive line of scrimmage open up that stuff for him. I'm telling you, you put quarterbacks in the right situation. You put any player in the right situation, they're gonna shine. That's you, me, and Ken talking about this. We, let's talk about the National Football League scouts. That's what they say. You know it's a different world scouting. in the National Football League when it comes to the scouting. Scouts. But let me tell you about scouting since you brought it up. Both. Those scouts have no – I've talked to scouts. I've talked to scouts that went out and did their job all year, and when they say this is the guy we need for our team, the owners make an uh, executive decision – and say, well, we're gonna go this direction. I don't. The scouting means nothing unless you're gonna trust your scouting department or the guys who're going to scout for you uh, to, to choose the right player. We're not just getting the best player because he's hot at University of Miami. We're getting the best player at Tennessee State because he fits into our team. Now the owners don't go out there and do all that legwork. The uh, general managers don't go out there and do all that legwork. The scouts do all that work, and they come back. Here's my report. For three months, four months, here's my report on this player. And most times those coaches don't even pick him up because they half the time, a quarter of the time, they're hooking up a friend, taking him from his school so he can get a shot. Mm-hmm. Tell about what you do as well. Well, you play there. Everybody knows that. No, you got to Yeah, but I'm just saying as far as scouts. Well, I'm saying as far as scouts, and then we're talking about who um, uh, Drew Brees was in college. Yeah, Drew Brees was good at Purdue. He was. And he's still 5'11". That didn't change. He's still 5'11", 6 foot. They didn't change his height. That's what I'm saying. Chris could have gone into the right decision, right, right program. They would make plays for him. They didn't create plays for him. They didn't. They create program, oh, they opportunities or passing routes where you still can't stop him. It was the West Coast. Everybody knows Joe Montana was running the West Coast offense. Why they couldn't stop it? Because who he had around him. And Joe Montana had an arm too, and Joe Montana had it upstairs between them shoulder blades and certain earlobes. And Chris Leach didn't. He played at no, University. Chris Leach didn't. But the first two years of Chris Lee's life at Florida, three years in Florida, Chris Lee couldn't put a uh, consistent season together at Florida. We're on the runs up. Well, uh, well, when he, uh, in fairness though, he really didn't have all those good players back then that uh, he did when the you know when the Tim Tebow era started. When they won that championship, Tebow was just a freshman coming in, and Percy Harvin was a freshman. Uh, what? Not even there yet. Uh, but again, that's the whole point. But yeah, Chris so Lee he didn't really have a lot there. of weapons. They had a defense. They always had a defense in the SEC. They've always Chris had one of the top two, three defense. He had an arm to be short. He had an arm. Who? Chris Leak. Oh, most definitely. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a break. Y'all can keep talking. Go ahead. We're just going to take a break. Kwame Lassa Sports. 
Sometime Rich with Ken from ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports. Sometimes Rich McKean from the ATS Show. We are back live on a Tuesday morning. I thought we had a uh, Patricia Reyes on the uh, line. The first What's week, up, I think it was. Hi, Rich. You on with Ken, too? Ken from the ATL. They, at, at night, he turned a pimping can, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ken. I know you want to, uh, you want to we talk about what's going on with the, Okay, well, the reason I'm calling is I'm calling well, on behalf yeah, yeah. What's that? Go, go ahead. I know you talk about the Kwame Foundation stuff. Okay. You've been out there grinding on hard. 
I'm exactly. I'm calling on behalf of the Kwame Lasseter Foundation, and we just wanted to reach out to all the listeners, uh, those especially in the Phoenix area, to get you to help participate and support a great cause. Um, We've partnered up with the Phoenix Children's Hospital in a program called Kids Rock Stars. It's a program that's in 60 of the low-income schools here locally. It's designed to get the kids active and um, teach them to make smart food choices. When Kwame and I met with them a couple months back, we had asked, you know, Phoenix Children's, well, what's one of the greater challenges that the kids have? And they said that a lot of the kids can't participate because they can't afford shoes. And so we took it upon ourselves to collect new shoes for these kids. The grades are three through six. So what we're doing is we're collecting brand-new tennis shoes. Um, Starting tomorrow, we'll be collecting them at Fitness One Gym in Surprise and Peoria. One is located on the 303 in Greenway and in Peoria on 91st Avenue in Union Hills. Uh, so we'd like to thank the folks out there. And then on Saturday, September, tw- or sorry, Sunday, September 12th, we'll be at Marley's uh, Sports Bar in Goodyear. That's off of McDowell and Dysart. And we'll be out there from 12 to 5. Kwame will be there signing autographs, um, get a chance to meet him and some of his uh, pro friends. We'll also have autographed Cardinals memorabilia to give away for those that donate shoes. So, again, we're just really asking everybody here locally to help us out, um, help these kids so they can participate. Well, I appreciate uh, that, Patricia. She, hey, she out there grinding, man. I be, you know, I be doing a whole lot of other stuff, nothing really. but Golfing. Um, she, she uh, go ahead. No, I just said golfing. Oh, well, shoot, I, I wish I can golf. I want to golf, but ever since we have been uh, doing this football stuff at Mesa, I, I can't get out there. But I do appreciate Patricia. She uh, she really keeps this thing going, for real, and keep us uh, out there, and we're meeting with all the right people. Uh, we actually have a meeting with the uh, uh, with the tribe over at Whirlwind uh, coming up soon. I wanted, to post, I wanted to have it today, but so much is going on today, couldn't get it done. And once we get involved with those guys, we can actually take it all, everything to another level because they have a lot of things involved with the tribe um, that they want to get done. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you, uh, we keep everybody posted up there. Uh, again, some of my NFL buddies uh, should come out. Some of them are shaky, but they should come out, uh, come out and support that. It's always a great cause. Regardless of who show up, it's going to be for a great cause. We're going to get these kids some shoes so they can get in this fitness and participate and, and, and hopefully just change their lives altogether. Exactly. I just think that it's important, and, and we just, again, want to thank the local businesses, Marley's. They're going to give a proceed, partial proceeds of that day, for um, donate that to the Kwame Lasseter Foundation so we can get these kids some shoes. And I think it will just make a great impression on them that people believe in them, and that's sometimes all that kids need. I know you guys were talking about earlier about a second chance, and sometimes they just need a first chance, you know, somebody to have their back. So I just wanted to thank everybody for the opportunity to be on today, and if you have any questions, I can be reached at Patricia at the Kwame Lasseter Foundation dot org. Right on. Who is Kwame Lasseter? Who is Kwame Lasseter? Like you. That's why guys like you, I got to keep around because it, it remind me help the help the uh, keep your haters closer. The uh, slow people. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so he's so uh, flamboyant. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But no, Patricia, I appreciate that, and we um, we can keep uh, shouting that out uh, up until the time. And it's, we we got a lot of things. We got the website coming up real soon. It should be published. It was supposed to be published last week, but Elizabeth Snow is doing a website. A uh, website. She she does a great job at those things. So 
one thing things. that is um that is amazing about Kwame is the fact that you know he retired years ago and he's still giving and giving and giving and giving to the community to the kids. Um, he's been doing it ever since he's been in the national got into the National Football League. Not only that, I remember when we was at Baller together, how we go to the school, high school or elementary school, somebody then talk to the kids. Um, you know that, that's that is just giving back, and you continually been doing it for the last twenty something years, man. So I mean, my hat goes off to you and your organization. Keep up the good work, man. And, um, big thing, good things always happen for you anyway. So one love. Well, I appreciate that, man. You know, I like you and Cam, man. That's why uh, I love when you guys come on the show because you guys are really genuine people. Other than that, I wouldn't have any busters on the show. Well, not no full time busters, coach. <laughs> uh, but you, I mean, if I call on you guys, you guys will show up. You guys wouldn't have. I know Ken's ATL. Ken always talking about. Just let me know what's what. I get on the plane, uh, coach. I know you coaching there, so whenever you can come, you come, or you can do it. Leg work from there because we're not just Kwame last of the foundation is not just in Arizona. It's all over the country. Eventually, it's going to be all over the world. But we want to help out in any way possible, man. It's just you got to start from somewhere. Again, like you said, Coach, shoot, I've been doing this for uh, for a minute now. I've been doing it for a minute now, doing it for free, doing it for other people, um, and it's going to always be that way. I'm always helping somebody out who's trying to help give a kid a second chance mm-hmm. for a second time. And, you know, and I'm out here, and, you know, I'm always, you know, putting it down hard for the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. And, uh, you know, I could be doing the same thing for the foundation as well. You know, there's no reason why I should be out here, uh, you know, pumping up the foundation and, you know, and get on maybe a little shoe drive out here going as well. And we can just get to, get it shipped out there. I'm pretty sure we can get uh, somebody to, uh, you know, ship it for free, you know, for, you know, a special cause like that. You know, and, and all it takes is just putting the word out there like we put it out there like now for the, for the radio show. Let me I mean, see five dollars, you know, um, you know, if, if Rich put in five, I put in five, you know what I mean? Like, then, you know, a couple of people put in five dollars, and there's a pair of shoes there. So whatever you can donate, I know times are tough for everybody right now, but you know, just put yourself in, in these guys' situation. You know, it's like their schools are so poor that they don't have any extracurricular activities. So this is something that they have to look forward through. It's, it's a program that runs throughout the year. They're incentivized. The teachers give them rewards after completing certain milestones. And so this is what they have to look forward to. You know, they can't afford to do the Pop Warner or, or you know, like I said, they, the schools don't have any programs going for them. So if even, you know, people pitch in a couple dollars, that could go towards, you know, making a, a difference in one person's life, and that's where it starts. And I'll tell you this, uh, people who do donate, we have a P.O. box set up, everything's on the website, but people who do donate, you can uh, find, I don't want your money. I want your money for the kids. You can find out where every dollar spent is going to these kids. And I know... A lot of people um, have a problem with that when they donate. They're like, who's the money going to? Oh, I'm giving it to him. Oh, he played in the league. He should have money. The money's not going in my pockets. Trust me on that one. You can find your dollar all the way down to the last cent of where it's going and who it's going to. Um, so don't you don't have to worry about that. You you want to write it off, you need to write it off, we, we, we give you the tax ID number and everything else. Uh, and that's the problem with a lot of people in their donations. I, I've after years and doing it and being a part of it and then seeing it in other people's organizations, um, it's crazy that people worry about the money they want to give, but they don't. Yeah, well, that's, that's a that's a All right, well, Patricia Reyes, I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for bringing that up. Great work. You do, you, do, you do keep the uh, – you wanted the people to keep the foundation really going and, and, and then your passion for kids and homeless uh, and then group homes and stuff too. I just got a um, – it's a plus for me to have you, actually. And I'm not saying that on you because you're on the line. I do tell people that it is a plus for you. Go out there and do what you got to do because you take away from a lot of your time 
and then I know you have a daughter, so it takes away um, from a lot of things you could be doing. But once we get this all up and running and set and ready to go, everybody wins. Definitely. And I appreciate you. <clears throat> all right. Well, thanks, Dad. all choked up over there, Claw. I know. Hey, y'all, 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 I don't even know what y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up with a minute we can? Hey, I tell you what, I got a roll. That's always good. I got a roll. Oh, 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 he's going to roll. you got to roll now. i got to bounce. No, I'm, I'm sorry. i got to miss a minute with Ken, but i got to, you know, get ready for this big game. <sighs> That's just real. Big, you ready for the big game? Yeah, I'm ready, man. i got to get my, okay, my, boy, my boys ready, get my call sheet and all my stuff ready. So y'all have fun. One love. Good luck. And, uh, all right, Coach. We enjoy the minute with Ken. We, uh, we'll talk some more uh, before the week. Sounds like a plan. Peace out, guys. Be safe. All right, Coach. All right. All right, later. Bye. Well, I mean, All right, what's up? Yeah, the minute we can. Oh, man, we're going to love the, the minute we can today. Today we're going to talk about when did the sports announcer or the sportscaster become bigger than the player, Jay Mariotti. This oh, man wow. Has, this man has been uh, just so arrogant how he just belittles players and how he always attacking players that have off-the-field issues, Starworth, Burris. I mean, he's just bashing these players with their off-the-field off incidents and, and antics. But this man has the nerves to go out and beat his girlfriend up. I mean, a man, when, when does a man, a man put his hands on a female and then he's the one going around condemning other Football players for putting their hands on their wives and girlfriends. This man should be ashamed of himself. And ESPN was right to fire this man off the shows, off around the horn. And I, I'm surprised this man still has a job with the uh, – he, he writes for Chicago, right? I'm surprised Chicago. this man still has a job with Chicago. They need to fire this man. But this man feels like he's just so bigger than the player – Kevin Blackstone went on the air this morning and said that this man, behind the scenes, behind closed door, walks around and just he is just very, very, very has the biggest ego in the entire sports broadcast world. And this man feels like he is bigger than the player. So when does a, a, a sportscaster, a sports, a, a writer, feels like he's bigger than the player, Kwame? You know what? <clears throat> I, I appreciate the minute we can. That's always good, and that's a great topic. Uh, but to answer your question, never. He's the same guy, like you said, to go out there and bash everybody else, condemn them right away without hearing the full story. He just run with the story and do his ad libs to it. Uh, but at the same time, he's one. He's that same guy or one of those guys that when it comes out, it comes out on him. You know, he can he can talk about what athletes do, uh, but when he do it, it's, there's always a back a backdrop behind it or a back scene behind it where it wasn't how it looked. Well, that's the same thing with players. Mm-hmm. It wasn't how I look until you get the full story. They just wrote the story, and then and they, uh, somewhere in the page, they put a back, a back uh, quote that uh, this story was misprinted. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about that more in a minute with Ken. Like I said, a minute with Ken is always good, but I want to come back and talk about uh, a little bit more than that, and we get into, uh, we get into some football. This is the uh, Kwame Lash of the Sports, sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL show. Rich is going to get ready for a huge JV game. We'll be back in two minutes. Got it! With 2.8 seconds left to left! I don't care where they put him! 
high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports So we are back. We just we came back talking about the foundation. We do have a shoe drive. You can uh, uh, email Patricia at the Foundation dot org, and uh, she have all the information you need to be a part of that. It's a great cause. We helping kids be more active by getting them shoes, so they can uh, be inspired to be a part of this physical fitness, get in some shape, get more energy, do more things in their lives. It's great. That's the Quamalasa Sports. I mean, I'm sorry. That's the Quamalasa Foundation. I saw how so much things going on, uh, but it's all good. You can reach Patricia at the Kwame Foundation. We were talking about Jay Mariotti, uh, how these guys continue to, I'm not continue, but how he bash uh, everybody for their wrongdoings and not knowing the whole story. There's no way he can possibly know the whole story because I've seen stories come out uh, where he was, you know, he said one thing and then it came out later and the truth was something else. But then he goes and hit his girlfriend. Now, I don't condone that at all, but uh, be careful what you report because uh, your actions have to match your words, and uh, and he's one of those guys. You know, I'm glad they took him off all the shows, like Cam said, but I think he still writes for Fan House. Um, but I would like to hear his story when it comes out, because mm-hmm. he's obviously going to have a 
a backstory to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be some type of lawsuit, uh, unjustly fired and uh, trying to get yeah. his job back, trying to write for somebody else. But, hey, you know, practice what you preach. Remember, you're the one that's always talking about, oh, uh, uh, athletes get gets into felony trouble with the law. They shouldn't play football no more. They shouldn't play basketball no more. You right. shouldn't that's have a job he, anymore now, Jay Mariotti. Well, you know what? That's because guys like Mariotti, uh, you've seen it growing up uh, more than a dozen times, could never play the sport. So they hate, They most times they dislike the guy they can, and when the guy gets in trouble, he gets special treatment. Now, I, I got mixed feelings on that special treatment stuff, too, because um, also you got to take a lot of things in consequence of what, who's, who's the upbringing of this guy, who has control of this guy, or do you just care about this guy's football, do you care about his well-being, uh, or just him as an athlete alone. Um, and most people just care for athletes just because they're athletes. They don't care about this guy. Um, is in some type of ch- trouble. This guy needs help outside of sports. They don't care about that. But then it is, when they deserve a second chance, guys like Mariotti say they don't deserve it. They should be done with the sport. Uh, take him out of the league. But if he was that guy like he is now, he's going to be looking for jobs. And good thing, I don't think fan houses are uh, ESPN or sports and stuff like that, sports center and stuff like that, I think he could still write for them. Mm-hmm. But, as how of now. About, but how do you feel about this guy? I mean, it, I mean, it's amazing how this guy's been going around. They say that behind closed doors, his reputation, you know, has just been really just very egotistic. I mean, this man just walks around like, I mean, he's just God. That He's just bigger than everybody else. He's bigger than the, the, the normal sports writer. He's bigger than the actual players themselves. This guy throws hissy fits. This guy wants his own dressing rooms uh, on, on, on different shows. Uh, this guy demands a lot. Well, you know what? I, this is how I feel about those guys. Guys like him, hey, that's all in dark, really. That's some darkness stuff right there because if you have a panel full of uh, sports writers, analysts, there's no reason why you can't be in I mean, some are bigger than others, but there's no reason why you can't be on the show for an hour and have and share the same uh, area space as far as a uh, uh, dressing room. All, all you're doing is putting on a little uh, powder to keep the shine off your face and going to tell your story how you feel about sports. But stuff like that, uh, a guy like uh, Jay Mariotti, his stuff will come out to light, and we find out who he really is. And those guys already know it because they're always with him on different shows here and there. That we didn't know. We don't see him on uh, behind the scenes. We just see him on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad they took him off around the horn. I'm glad they took him off any uh, mm-hmm. any sh- uh, TV shows. Now he can just blog and do what the rest of us do mm-hmm. uh, as far as telling your story. Yeah. So what's going on in football? I'm um, football. Let me see who's going on. Uh, same old dra- uh, saga, drama with the uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings. But I do want to say this real quick. Um, days after finalizing his divorce, Tiger Woods reportedly moved into a Manhattan apartment. Tiger Woods don't need to be in Manhattan. I've been in Manhattan. He don't need to be there. Oh. Well, you know what? That might be good for him, though. Maybe that party life single style is good for him because that's when he needs to be in Alabama somewhere. So you so you saying? (laughs) You saying that he needs to get back to us? I told you before last week, this man needs to go out. Go recruit all them, them harems that he had on his team before and put them back on his team now legally and get back out there and start playing Tiger Woods like the way he used to be Tiger Woods playing before. Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I see a major before the end of the year. If he does that, he better listen to me. 
Major, the season over. They doing a FedEx now. They doing FedEx and uh, getting ready for that Ryder Cup situation. Uh huh. But you so you may see some majors next year. First, the first two majors may be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll keep our eye on that for that. Football wise, yeah. man, uh, here in Arizona, it's a it's a drum of a quarterback controversy. Oh yeah. Be Matt Liner or uh, Anderson. Oh and, wow. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's sad to have this conversation here in Arizona about the quarterback with the absence of Kurt Warner, um, and they bring Derek Anderson in, who was in Cleveland. I felt he got a raw deal in Cleveland um, with the surrounding cast. They took the receivers from him. Uh, but it's sad that we're having a, com- a conversation about a quarterback controversy where uh, Matt Liner, who's been under Kurt Warner for four years, should have learned a great deal, should have learned the game. At one point, Matt Liner was a starter. He heard the shoulder. Kurt Warner came in. He never relinquished that position. Um but that's the situation that's going on here. And, I, and when I talk to a lot of people, I'm like, they ask me where I think the Cardinals will end up in the season. I still think they'll win the uh, NFC West by one game over San Francisco, which is a tough team to beat, but they got to find a way to do it. But uh, uh, a lot of um, people I ask or talk to don't seem that to be so favorable for the Cardinals. They don't. They see 9-7 and not finish. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that, but maybe I'm just biased to the team. Mm-hmm. The court, the quarterback situation is re- is ridiculous to have right now, but it is one. Yeah, well, but remember this is a conversation that we had last Tuesday. Remember, and I said, you know, hey, Liner better be careful that he don't lose his job to Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson is a is a, a 2007 All Pro. This man is six five six six, about 250, 245, 255 pounds. Big arm can be very accurate at times. Uh, can be very erratic at times as well, but the man knows how to get that ball and sling it downfield, move the ball, move the chains, and that's what Ken Weisenhut wants. Matt Liner with all them little five or six, seven yards here and there outside, you know, not tossing the uh, ball downfield. He's already criticized about his arm strength, about getting the ball downfield. Now you got Derek Anderson who can, who's already shown that he can throw that ball downfield. Like they said in the papers already, Matt Leiner, don't worry about being traded. Be worried about being cut. Yeah, exactly. Traded or cut, that's totally two different things. Let me read this real quick. The philosophy is you want the best 11 guys to play. I feel like I've proven with my uh, performance. I don't really know what else I could do possibly. So, so it probably goes beyond football. For me, I just really want an explanation, and I haven't been given one. Well, he sounds like he's asking to be told what the problem is. The trouble is... One thing he hasn't done is to ask the man who makes the decision, and that's Coach Ken Winsenhut. So he thinks the um, competition in this quarterback controversy or battle is over. I mean, you guys still have one more preseason game to play. uh, Just go out there and do your number. But when you look at these two on the field, Ken, um, there's a totally difference in the arm strength. Mm-hmm. Totally different. I, I watch. Um, now I was giving Wizard Hunt the benefit of the doubt as far as he didn't have his offensive line, um, and he couldn't step up in the pocket and put some some um, some strength behind his passes, some velocity velocity behind his passes. But Derek Anderson's arm is just stronger altogether. Mm-hmm. And then he has a. And I think the Cardinals have these. Some they did some great draft picks later in the round. Um, to get some players that's making plays. If you see this 6'5 receiver out there making plays, this third-string running back out there making plays, so it's going to come down to the quarterback who can get those plays, those guys, that chemistry together with those guys. Now, it's too unfortunate. We only got uh, 
55 minutes of show. Uh, this is the Kwame Lodge Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. Ken, as always, man, I appreciate you, man. We're going to uh, sign off, get ready to do some uh, blogging, some fan pages, and finish our show on that way on the fan page, Facebook fan page. Sounds good. What else you got going on this week, man? Oh, man, just get ready to watch these uh, Thursday night started of uh, college football and uh, uh, watch the last few uh, games of the preseason this weekend and uh, uh, get ready for the holiday weekend. Sounds good, man. All right, man, I'll keep in touch with you. Hopefully, Dion get this uh, recorded and I get this out to you. Sounds good. All right, man, appreciate you. All about Kwame Lodge Sports. Sometimes Rich with Cam from the ATS show. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.